All right, welcome back, and we are here on our continuing journey as we look at the issue of character. And today I want to talk about integrity. Now, when we talk about integrity, we're focused really on the heart component of the core four because that deals with the issue of integrity and honesty. Uh, me as an individual, as I interact with others in community. Our lead verse starts out in Proverbs 10.9, which says, The one who lives with integrity lives securely, but whoever perverts his way will be found out. Integrity. So let's, uh, let me do this. A few years ago, I was reading uh, here something recently, and I'm talking about an article that came out, uh, I think it was probably about three, four years ago, which was entitled MBA or NFL. And basically the article was asking you to choose as you read the information of what, uh, what it more described. It was N NFL players or NBA players. And I just want to read you a couple of things that were in the list. So here they go. 36 have been accused of spousal abuse. Seven have been arrested for fraud. 19 have been accused of writing bad checks. 117 have directly or indirectly bankrupt at least two businesses. Uh, three have done some time in jail for assault. 71 cannot get credit due to bad credit. 14 have been arrested on drug-related charges. Eight have been arrested for shoplifting. 21 are currently, or at least at the time that this was written, defendants in lawsuits. And 84 have been arrested for drunk driving in the last year before the article. So who do you think that was? Was it the NFL or was it the NBA? I'll give you a second, see if you could figure it out. NFL or NBA? Uh, actually, depending on your answer, it was really neither. Uh, actually, those described the 535 members of Congress during the year that that article, which is only about four or five years ago, uh, was written. Yeah, Congress, not the NFL, not the NBA, but Congress. So that group of people who are called together to write the laws and to oversee uh, those laws, those are the people that had that list. How does it make you feel? Make you wonder a little bit about integrity. Hmm. As we look at the scriptures, there's actually 16 specific references in the Bible all about the issue of integrity. Uh, one of which actually, not one of which, a couple of which actually come from uh, the the uh, book of Job. And it's interesting as you look through this because in the book of Job, what these verses are doing is describing how Job was a wise individual who remained steadfast in his integrity in spite of all the situations that were going around him. And really, it was a test of his integrity. So while his world crumbled, uh, as all his belongings and, and all the things that he had and loved fell apart, and even his own health began to fall apart, he maintained his integrity. If you want to read more about it, pick up uh, the uh, a Bible and look up the story of Job, specifically perhaps focusing on ch uh, chapter two, uh, and you get some good information. It's an amazing story, very convicting story when we deal with the issue of integrity. 
another example of integrity, one we actually talked about when we first were describing character, was the story of David. And depending if you remember that story, was, uh, David's story is kind of an unlikely story of maybe a person that we would say had good character and perhaps even so good integrity. Because there he was. He was, uh, he was the king, and he had committed adultery. He had committed uh, uh, murder, in essence. Uh, and yet God announces to Solomon, if you want to look this up, in, his, in 1 Kings 9.4. And in 1 Kings 9.4, uh, Solomon is told by God to walk in a manner similar to that of his father David, who had integrity of heart. Integrity of heart, yet he did all these odd things. Well, in Acts 13, 22, if you go over to that chapter, we find that actually David is described as a man after the heart of God. Man after the heart of God, but yet he committed adultery, he committed murder. How can that be too? Um, well, let, let's, let's unwrap this just a little bit because I think it'll help you understand the issue of integrity. When we talk about integrity, what we're talking about is consistency between uh, the the godly biblical actions and our inner convictions uh, lived out over time. Uh, so strong Christian integrity results from both divine intervention, meaning God doing something in us, and then our effort in response to that which God has done within us. God gives us, in essence, the roadmap. He changes and transforms our heart. Then he provides us the guidelines, and he gives us the strength in order to be a person of integrity. And then for us, each day we're faced with, choice, with choices that will test whether or not we live out that which has been given to us. So um, if you think about it, integrity has less to do with perfection of, of our efforts, but direction of our efforts. God takes care of the perfection. He's the one that perfects us from the inside out. I'll talk more about that in a minute. Our job then is to walk in a way that honors that perfection that he does with us, meaning that we walk in a direction that honors the perfection. It, it's kind of getting back in proper alignment with God. That's what integrity is, aligning ourselves with God and then following through uh, with that in our actions, following his words, quickly doing whatever it takes to be restored if we step out of integrity. It's interesting, David, in the story of what he did with the adultery and the murder and all that, uh, so he was wrong, right? Well, a friend of his, a guy named David, confronted David about it, and in 2 Samuel 12, we see the story of what was happening there, and David immediately recognizes it, he acknowledges lack of integrity, uh, and, uh, and he makes the modifications. He, he responds to it. So his direction, though he, he went off kilter, he comes back in alignment again. Integrity is at the core of survival for individuals, as you as an individual. But even as we think about the fact that many of us, again, we're, uh, we've talked about this before, many of us are in teams, whether it's an athletic team or club or organization, integrity is core for our survival to be able to do the things that we're called to do. Yet, so many seem to dismiss it as a mere option. Uh, though is integrity where, oh, it's a nice thing to go after, but eh, we can survive without it. And that's not just necessarily true. 
we talk about the the history of integrity integrity actually comes from a latin word called uh integratus which means uh wholeness entireness completeness the root word integer i-n-t-e-g-e-r which is part of the root of integrity is often used in math for those of us who like math uh, to represent a whole number meaning a, a number that's been untouched it's intact it's in its entirely so literally when you think about the history of the word and how it's used integrity means you have a, a complete soul now i want to be careful because we're not necessarily talking about our actions yet we're talking about something on the inside integrity has a lot more to do with the issue of having a fit soul or a, a, a whole soul uh, it's not synonymous necessarily with ethical behavior though ethics often follows if you're if you're living a life of integrity then you're living a life of of, of ethics good ethics um, but it's more related to the whole concept of um, being than doing the doing should follow integrity it, it's not backwards i do things and so therefore i'm integral what we deal with is first we deal with the integrity of us on the internal side and then that lays out or plays out in our doing you don't attain true integrity through a series of behaviors it's not it's like i said it's not just something you do and then earn it's not like a badge uh it, truly integrity is about being transformed by the spirit of god on our lives and then uh, working that out playing that out making that happen um, if you think about it using that math combination god is uh, about making integers uh while the enemy is about making fractions uh it's kind of fun way to think about it but god is about making things whole where the enemy is about tearing things apart so god desires to bring wholeness putting all the pieces together ultimately uh to to make wholeness which then will uh be able to be united with him in heaven now the enemy on the other hand working through the vehicle of sin tears things apart so he makes what is whole and he tries to tear it down um and many times through confusion conflict choices that we make and that's where the doing is played out remember that for us at least from our understanding of being a christ-centered institution we recognize that god's plan will ultimately succeed and that ultimately us in relation to him us as individuals us as a people uh even creation itself will become one glorious integer or whole complete but but until that happens you and i have to live in this fractional world uh and experience the problems that come with living in a fractional world but god who lives outside of this world can transform us from the inside to allow us to live lives of integrity because the integrity comes from in us so in that way we have to think of as integrity as something that must be continually built in our lives through the disciplines of faith uh through the disciplines of action and submission to jesus christ um, we we can't ultimately though place our confidence on our actions alone we have to go deeper than that we have to place our confidence and our faith in christ um, we we can't relax though on the other hand and say well god he's made me integral on the inside that will just naturally play out 
Remember, we're always at war. We're, while internally we may receive integrity, we may be made an integer, we still live in this fractional world. Uh, there's a guy, uh, Ted Ingstrom is a writer, uh, wrote a lot about leadership, so I've come across his writing, says, no, how no, no matter how much we try to hide our actions, our integrity or our lack thereof will always come through. Now, hear that. Always come. Not that it that it's it's displayed, not displayed. It's not that it's described by our actions, but it's uh, illustrated by our actions. So the challenge for us is to become people of integrity, a person of integrity, one that others can admire, others can emulate, others can trust, because we live as good examples. Now, if you want to go deeper into this, I'm going to give you some scriptures that you can look up on your own. Uh, you can pause as I say these or write them down, and I challenge you to use these this week as you do some personal time. So here's the first one, Psalm 7-8, Psalm 7-8, then try Psalm 78-72, Psalm 78-72. There's some great work I told you from the beginning. Proverbs talks a lot about character. So take a look at Proverbs 11.3, Proverbs 11.3, Proverbs 13.6, Proverbs 13.6, and Proverbs 29.10, Proverbs 29.10. And, and maybe you should pick one of those out. If you're going to work on integrity as an issue, or at least receive integrity and then work on playing it out, Maybe read some of these passages and, and maybe write it on a card or put it on your, your phone as a memory uh, uh, verse and begin to apply it. Because there are, there are tremendous blessings when you're living out the integrity that Christ gave, uh, gave you. Um, mostly in just how you react with people around you. And that gets back to the core four and heart. Heart always deals with who you are is it relates to other people around you. Now, of course, you see spirit issues in this all over the place, submission to Christ. But the main issue we're talking about is if you allow God to do the transformation in you, it allows you to live in integrity with those around you. And that's trust factor. That, that helps you lead and influence. It helps build relationships. Uh, and that's in, in very important to who we are. So that's my challenge this week is the issue of integrity. Uh, not just trying to make good choices because they seem to be the right choices, but allowing the Spirit of God to transform. And you don't know how to do that, then just pray. It's a simple prayer. God, you know, I, I, I know that um, I can't do this on my own. I know I've got sin in my life. I know the direction of my life is wrong. I know that sin is just a part of this fractional world. And so, God, I pray that you would come in, that you would cleanse me, that you would renew me. I recognize that Jesus Christ died for my sins, that he died to restore me, to make me an integer, not a fraction. So God, help me be whole again. I accept that the blood of Christ was shed for me, and I ask that it come in and wash me and cleanse me and renew me and restore me, and then guide me by your Holy Spirit so that I may walk in your ways all my days. That's the kind of prayer that you need to pray in order to allow God to begin to do that transformative work inside of you. Because if you're just trying to live integ integral on your own power, I don't know if you're going to get very far. Uh, 
Allow the Spirit of God to help you, to change you from the inside so that you are inspired and that you have the power to be able to make the right choices as you continue on. That's my challenge for you this week. God bless you, and I'll see you again uh, next week.